Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night, as it is each and every single week here at Talk Junkies. Just myself this evening. Um, tune into last week's podcast. I had Matthew Basil on. He's an author. Uh, still waiting on his book. Should be here soon. Um, he's a fiction writer, sci-fi writer, and we get into a little bit of how narratives and fiction books play a role in our everyday lives in reality. Um, not only that, but we get into the suppression of sexuality. Um, I know that seems kind of weird, but just you'd have to listen to the podcast kind of go down that rabbit hole with Matthew. And it's a very interesting podcast, very interesting guy. Probably going to have him back on again at some point in time here in the near future. So, Matthew, thank you for joining Talk Junkies. Um, tonight, I'm very excited to bring on a guest that's been on Talk Junkies before. Um, he's a decorated gentleman. He is a coach. He is a father. Um, he, he used to have his own business. This this man right now, I can't tell you guys, you know, how excited I am and how um intrigued I am with this gentleman because of what he's doing right now. Um, he's fighting the good fight and we need more people like him and Pat in this world to keep fighting the good fight for everyday citizens. John, how you doing brother? What's going on? I'm not, I'm doing good, Paul. I appreciate you having me back on, man. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. So it's been a while since we've, since you drove down to Kansas city, man. Again, I appreciate that and coming to the studio. That was badass, man. So, um, it's been a while. I know, I know, I know when you asked me to come back on, I was like, man, I like to, I like to be in person. Yeah. And I figured we just uh, have to we'd make this work tonight. So I appreciate the invite for sure. No, 100%. And thanks for doing it on short notice, man. But, um, you know, you guys just got out of legislation. A lot of things happen. Um, you guys were in session for how long? So in Kentucky, it's weird. So it's like they have a – their long session here is only 60 days. Now, that doesn't mean like 60 straight days. It means like 60 days actual, actually like in the Capitol building. I think they – in a long session, they have to be gone by like April – 15th or, may, or maybe March 31st, but this year was actually our short session. So they only had 30 days. So they go, they go, they convene in the, in the first week of January then they're gone for a month and then they're back for, you know, another 20, you know, 26 days after that, but they, they kind of spread it out over several weeks. It's like, it's like Monday through Thursday, usually, or Tuesday through Thursday. Um, so, so yeah, but we did we just finished up a couple like back on March thirty first. Okay, so let's kind of paint a, paint a picture here for people because, again, like, like John just said, you guys get you have to understand sixty days of legislation out of three hundred sixty five days that go on in the year. Granted, like you said, it's not on the weekend stuff like that. Um, it's it's a lot of things that need to get done in the state of Kentucky, right? And you have such a short a short period of time. Kind of just guide us through it from the beginning to the end, if you can, kind of in a condensed way. Um, what the process was like, because you're not a, you're not a legislator, you're not a representative. I mean, you are a representative as a citizen, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So, as yeah, a yeah. as a citizen, you are getting shit done, man. So, kind of just walk us through it in a condensed version, if you can. Well, I'll, I'll I'll try on that. As far as what the you know what the process it's like during session, and so it's like you know the day they start, you kind of everybody can start starts going back down there and going in the building and. You know, lobbying their bills or trying to get, you know, a representative or senator to support their bill, you know, or whatever, you know, how that goes. And then, um, that might not be a good way. Let me, let me back up a little bit here and say this. It actually starts way before that. It's probably the best thing. Like, you know, lat, the, I've only been going down two times now, so a little over a year. And I always just thought, you know, when they gaveled in that first day, then they end whatever day they, sounded the horn and left that was when you know that was just it you know but the truth of the matter is i mean legislation and being a being truly effective begins way before that whenever 
everybody else thinks that nobody's working. You're out there, you know, making, you know, call, calling up reps, calling up, you know, other civilian activists or, you know, or whatever, trying to rally support for what you're trying to do. Um, and so said that first, that first week, you know, we were down there, we were just trying to like, you know, kind of get our ducks in a row, make sure that we were, we were like on the right path for what, you know, what our goals were and how we were going to message it with, you know, with the press and with other legislators, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, then they, then we, then they dispersed for that month. And that month was, was really where the rubber meets the road, you know, cause everybody's, you know, going back home. And again, everybody's going to wait until they reconvene before they start trying to really pick, pick back up. And so we knew that was the month that, that was those, that three and a half weeks was where we really had to like, um, you know, earn our keep was then. Um, and so then, then we got back and I, I know we'll talk about several of the bills that I was, uh, you know, pushing or driving or, you know, trying to, you know, help facilitate some discussion on or whatever as, as we go, as we go along here tonight. Um, but then we had about five weeks to, to make that happen. And so, you know, we, we were, uh, Uber is you know, successful. I will say that. I mean, going from you know last the first session I went down, which was last January to this January. I mean, it was um, honestly it was it was humbling. You know how like you go from being a straight up rookie to almost being I mean being a veteran. You go from nobody knowing you to like literally everybody in the building knowing you in a year. I mean, it's it was it, it was pretty wild. Um, and so. You know, we, we were you know, very successful, but it came down to the wire. I mean, most of the stuff that we ended up getting through, it was in that last week. The, on most on the signif- most significant pieces of it, I mean, it was it was the last couple of days. Okay. And so, like, there were um, there were enemies within that I I don't know if it's that they're just thinking that. It's, this is this is like a movement that's going to pass. It's like the grassroots. They just want the grassroots people to shut up. I don't know if that's what it is, um, or if it's just that they want it to happen, but they want it to happen on their terms, and they didn't like they don't like the, for things to pass when it's not their idea, or, or or what it is. You know what I mean? But there was a large faction of uh, very, almost a large faction, very actually a very small fr- faction, but of very influential people that were working against this to try to keep most of this stuff from getting through and. Luckily, they were uh, they were unsuccessful in their endeavors, but uh, you know it was, it was it was a wild ride. It's very it's very definitely hard to you know put it all into an into a nutshell, and it's there's just sure. so much nuance around it and um, just little side stories and all that. You know what I mean? Um, but push them shelf. We got a lot of stuff done, and we're we're proud of what we what we accomplished. So when you say we, who is we? So I got a I got I have a team that I work that I work with out here. Um, you know, in this in the civilian world, I mean, it's most it's mostly me and one uh, one other guy that's like, he's the brains. You know, he like, I have ideas and I can, um, you know, I mean, I, I can put stuff on on paper or whatever. You know, what I mean, but he's the guy that knows how to put stuff, how to ride into legislation and make it sound uh, legal. You know, like legalese or whatever. And then, um, you know, but he also has a a big. Uh, you know, email email list and a big con- you know he's just a very engaged citizen and has been for 15 years or so you know what i mean um and so mo- you know mo- mostly he and i but i'm also talking about there's a couple of uh two or three legislators that i'm very very you know very close with that i you know honestly would consider them friends now 
at this point um, that, you know, so when I say we, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm talking about, you know, our, that little group, but then also on a, on a broader scale, we have a lot of, a lot of other grassroots groups that I try to be very open and also there when it's like 99 option people just can't devote, just don't, they don't have the resources to devote the amount of time that I have over the last year, you right. know, and my, my wife would tell you, I don't have those resources either, right. um, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm stubborn for um, sure, you know, and so like, we have several other, you know, just like parental groups and mom, you know, moms groups or, you know, constitutional conservative groups that, you know, all have their, all have their own, their own, uh, issues that they're, that they're focused on. And so, you know, we would partner with them on trying to drive home those, those certain issues and all that, but, you know, they, most of them don't have any you know, interest really in spreading themselves too thin and working on stuff that isn't their expertise or whatever. But I'm, I'm just, I try to be very clear with them that what I do down there doesn't work without it being backed up by just massive amounts of emails and calls and, you know, tweets and all that in support of the things that I'm, you know, that I'm down there trying to drive for, you know, the regular people of the state. Um, Cause it's like, it's very easy for all legislators, even the ones that like me to just at the end of the day, be like, Hey, he's just a crazy redneck. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about, right. you know, but if they're getting, you know, 50, hundred emails a week or calls of support a week. And, and they're, and they are echoing the, you know, the exact terminology that I'm saying in the hallways and, um, you know, just having a consistent message, it's hard to, then it's hard for them to, you know, for them to not pay attention to it. You know what I mean? So when I say we, I mean like all of us little guys out here, there's so many of us that I can't really guys and gals that I, it's impossible to give everybody, uh, you know, the credit that they that they deserve and I'm, I'm sure i get i get way more than i than i deserve but i try to always say we just because i don't ever want i don't ever want anybody thinking that i i'm too big for my britches right you know or something that i, that I think i'm just like this all-powerful odds pulling the strings or whatever i'm just the lucky guy that gets to have the relationships and talk you know mingle with all the i'll call them famous people you know they're hillbilly famous around mm-hmm. here um <laughs> And so when I say we, it's just, it's just me trying to make sure everybody that's anybody's that's listening that is in that's in this game knows that I'm not trying to take credit for sure. For so, everything that's happened, you know what I mean. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, I just kind of want to just make this message clear to people that again, you do have, I mean, you, you are sacrificing time and 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 whatever else that you are sacrificing to make these things happen for for you know three or four months out of the year. And and again, like you said, there's a lot more that goes into it when they're not in session. So you really don't take into into account how that affects your time as well. But before we, again, before we get into the meat and potatoes, what do you think makes it, what do you think makes you so success, successful going into when they're having legislation, going in there, meeting these, these representatives and these legislators and, and, and having these conversations with them and saying, Hey, look at the amount of people that I've garnered to email and call you and look how important these subjects are. Because before the podcast, we kind of had mentioned and talked about that. If, if you weren't there, John, if you weren't there, nothing, none of those things that, that we're about to talk about, were going to get done. Granted, there are small other grass movements, like you said, that are trying to do things very similar, but let's say that you didn't exist, right? Or not that you didn't exist, but you never showed up to, to session. Like you said, before the podcast, the Republicans are probably just looking out for what, you know what I'm saying? And the Democrats are looking out for what, not necessarily things for the people would be my guess. No, this is the, 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 the establishment Republicans here, all that in Kentucky, it's, it's big liquor and it's Churchill Downs. 
Those are, those are, that's basically the main things that they're, that the in, that historically they've, they've catered to. So it's just, I mean, think about the traditional Republican, you know, what you think of a Republican establishment, just like taking care of the your big establishment businesses and the, you know, the, you know, none of them, they, they don't care about mom and pop shops or, I mean, they, 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 they talk the talk. Right. But at the end of the day, that's it. Ends up, it's a, that's all they're really worried about. It's lowering taxes for, I want you know, rich folk. I, I hate using that same that that ter- the terminology of the left, but it, I mean, it's I mean, it's there is some truth to it. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I, I, I will. I mean, I would definitely could say you know, can see this. Um, I do know that what that I do know that me being there is valuable. I do you know I, I do know that I'm making a difference. You know what I mean? But I but I think that. One thing that's that has uh, you know, a couple of things that's that's made me successful during during all this is first of all, like I just I don't I, I'm not one of these people that like I don't think that I'm out of trying to get what's the word looking for here like uh, instant gratification. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to be I knew it was going to be you know an all out like back alley brawl. I knew it was going to be trench warfare from the jump. But as soon as I started you know getting involved back with getting kids out of mask and stuff. A little over a year ago, um, and that that kind of that excited me. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's like we also have. I think I'm just kind of was the right person at the right time. Our, our legislature at this point is it's 80 percent Republican here, but it isn't just again like these old school atta- establishment Republican. I mean, a lot a lot of them are Democrats. 15 minutes ago, you know what I mean? They're they're socially conservative. They're rednecks from the hollers of East Kentucky. You know, but they're you know they're they're pastors, but they they they're not out here like trying to bash teachers and trying to, you know, like they're just they're they're socially conservative, but are willing to spend a little you know if the government wants to spend a little bread on getting they're getting some youth programs going or paying some teachers they'll do it. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and so uh, there's just not a lot of people here in Kentucky. I don't think that had lived both the lives I've lived, where I've you know lived in the mountains of East Kentucky, and it's where all my people still are. My Stepdad works in the coal mines, and my my oldest younger brother works in the coal mines. And my mom's an East Kentucky teacher, and then I live up here in, you know, the largest city in the state in Kentucky. I've been here in Louisville for, it's about thirteen years now, um, and so I can just speak both languages. You know, I can talk city and I can talk country. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I kind of I, I was a little bit of a bridge there, I think, for everybody. So what about the Democrats? Did they seem like they wanted to get things done in in, in legislation? Man, I'll be honest. I kind of feel bad for them here. I mean, like, really, they don't really have. They are, there's. They have no hope of getting. Like, there's no strategy they could use to try to like get any. That no, obviously, it's all crazy. It's all crazy stuff that I would be railing against, anyways. Right. Um. But you know, you don't really. They don't even really. Other than when they're on the floor and they're on, they're on our like state. TV channel and they're getting to give their their floor speeches and stuff. You don't really see them in the hallways that much, going around lobbying in a bill or trying to get people to not vote for because they know it's just, it is what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Um. And so, like, honestly, my interaction, I'm you know, I said I'm I'm I didn't own a business, I had an insurance business for you know for like ten years. I was in the insurance for sixteen years, so I've been in sales pretty much my entire adult life. I try to get no's as quick as I can so I can move on to the next one. And so, like. And I also believe, especially in this arena, when you're talking about laws that are going to affect millions of people, if what I, if my message and my story is flawed, I want to go to the people that are going to be able to see, 
they're going to give me pushback immediately so that I can see that and like either adapt my message or see where the holes are. So like I just, you know, that originally that used to make people uncomfortable because I would talk with the Democrats and I might be talking with the reporter behind, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. But everybody knows that's kind of that's kind of my jam. Nobody nobody controls you know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm never trying to sabotage anything. I'm never trying to just r- ruffle feathers. I mean. I'm de- I'm actually there sac- volunteering my time. Like I'm trying to do good. You know, no, I think so that's like, I, I think that's important just to, to do those types of things. I mean, in, in a lot of situations, granted, I've never been down to in Missouri to, to legislation or whenever they're, you know, adjourned or whatever you want to call it. But I'm sure that, the, you know, the both sides of the aisle, they probably don't really talk to each other that much when they're in session. I don't know if, the, if, if that's what you saw, if they're having any type of conversation other than debate and going against each other on, on certain bills and, and what have you. Um, but that, that dude, that's important. I would be the same way if I was going down to Columbia. I mean, or Jeff City, I would be doing the exact same thing. I would be talking to both sides of the uh, of the aisle for sure. So let's well, get. The crazy thing is, really, they don't even the, the Republicans don't even talk to each other that much. See, I mean, it is like they're flying around by the seat, like by the seat of their pants, and that's like, this isn't even like a dig at any of them. It's just how things work when you only have so many days. I mean, you literally get you get there at you know seven a.m. and you start. You have your first committee hearing, and then you got to go have a caucus meeting, and you got to go another. You have another committee hearing, and then you got constituents to talk to, and then you have to, you know, do it. Like you literally, there's never a time where you're sitting down in your office and you're thinking, you're like getting to think things through deeply. I mean, I think we had over like 1,200 bills filed this year in Kentucky, and so it's like it's just impossible to read all those. Um, it's impossible to give them the thought that they de- they deserve. Um, you know, each bill. And like actually digging into the every and and or and all that, you know what I mean? Um, you know, look at look at it on a federal level. A TikTok ban ain't is not a TikTok ban. I mean, they were they literally wanting to give the president of the United States the ability to just declare any social media company he wants to as a foreign adversary. I mean, his Patriot Act 2.0. Yeah, you know, but they're, they're labeled a TikTok ban. Well, that sounds great, but like, well, actually, don't. No. I'm going to, I'm going to retract that statement. Cause I don't, I'm not even sure that what they're, we can get into that later if you want to, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, they're not, none of them are talking to each other. And so that's kind of what I, that's, that is the void I've tried to fill. And they, you know, they all know it's like, I don't even want credit cause it doesn't do anybody any good. I just want to be the, I can give everybody plausible deniability. Y'all talk to me, I'll talk to this person. And then if it all, you know, like, that person says that what I'm saying is stupid, then they just think it came from me. If they like it, then I'm like, okay, we'll go talk to this guy. He wanted to talk to you about it. You know what I mean? And so it kind of, that kind of, it just work, just work, just works out, I guess. Rock on, man. So let's get into the meat and potatoes. So uh, I think you had texted me. How many, how many bills were you, were you trying to push? Well, it's like, I was really like, I've, We'll say five of them. Okay, you know, was what I was really was what I was really focused on. Okay. You know what I mean. So I was focused on our, you know, trying to get a Second Amendment bill through. We had a very detailed Parents' Bill of Rights that we spent six, six, seven months on writing and uh, consulting with other states and other legislators, and you know, just I mean, just, I mean, probably I would say after it's all, after by the time it's all said and done, probably had a hundred or more different revisions and drafts and. Time, you know, 30, 20, 30 hours of me personally spent with our bill writing people in in the Capitol that I didn't even know I could did. I didn't even know I could do, you know, which is you know kind of where some of the breakdown comes on, on a lot of these bills. Um, 
then you know we had a I really wanted to go out and see if we could really tackle our teacher our teachers union situation here. I mean it like the amount of the amount of influence that specifically the Jefferson County Teachers Association has in the state of Kentucky is I mean it is absolutely I mean it's wild. I mean you'll have so in Kentucky teachers aren't even allowed to donate to like school board candidates. But then you have a teachers union that when you go in to sign up for your uh, payroll will say, do you want to pay your dues through, you know, through payroll deduction? And it's like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, well, do you want to, do you want to donate to advocating for teacher raises, teacher pay, te- better uh, benefits, better insurance, you know, yada, yada, or do you not want to do any of that and be a bad person? Basically is what it says on, on and then, but it tells them nothing about how much is going towards their dues, not, doesn't tell them how much is going towards like political activity, none of that. So in Jefferson County last year, we had four seats up out of our seven. Just Better Schools Kentucky, which is our teachers unions pack, spent a mil over a million dollars on those four people's races. Whereas like the challengers that we had put forth, I think all together had like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. And it's because they're having to actually go to individuals, whereas they've got the entire every teacher especially in Jefferson County, but they, they do it. And there's seven other collectively bargained teachers unions in the state of Kentucky basically have a blank check. Oh, so that pack doesn't just have to get money from teachers. It's coming from everywhere else too. So they're, they're not distributing the money evenly. Is that what you're saying? Throughout the money that's being donated for political contributions. Well, I, mean, the, it, I guess they would, I guess they would say that they're um, spreading it out evenly amongst the people that, you know, is going to be the, talking heads for what they, you know, for the, for the, for their liberal causes. Right. You know what I mean? But like on the flip side of that, if you have like a conservative candidates running and teachers want a, agree with them, they can't even donate to their campaign. They can't give a $50 donation. Well, that's ridiculous. And so you but have, then, I mean, like you literally have a million, million plus dollars versus like 50,000 yeah, dollars over here. And so like, we were just like, our whole deal was we're just trying to level the plan, you know, level the playing field here. It's like you either, you you either gotta stop doing all the political I mean stop doing all the political activity stuff or you know at least tell everybody how much how much you're spending towards that or you know you or you do what we actually ended up doing which is saying like and this and this was my message all along was the state of Kentucky is an ADP if they want to get if they want to like if they want their like to get their dues taken out somehow like the state of Kentucky isn't a payroll service right so like cut a check. Tell it, let everybody you know, cut a check and go out and ex- explain why your services are needed and why they're why it's important. Um, so that that, that, that was an, that was another big one. And then we had a uh, an obscenity bill, basically like a you know trying to get a lot of these, the, the pornography out of like out of libraries and just you know I don't even want to call it pornography. I'm not even trying to use buzzwords here. I mean it's just filthy stuff that doesn't need to be in there. Right. You know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's disgusting. You know, like I don't even understand how they're making the argument that children need to see it. You know, like my own children don't know what my wife and I are doing in our bedroom. They have no idea. Right. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't, don't want them to know. Yeah. Um, so we, we had that. And then the other one that we were, were driving and this one didn't pass, but this one was actually, probably the one with the best story behind it was we had like an adult oriented business bill that we had written and gotten uh, 
we had worked on with you know, with us with a state senator here in out of out of Oldham County, Kentucky. And when we filed it, we were kind of filing it just to, I mean, just as a kind of a statement bill. She was a freshman senator, and I mean, and she's like she's a rock star. That's, that's her name's uh, Lindsay Titchener out of Oldham County, Kentucky. And she wrote in on the this grassroots um, movement and beat and established. So it, it was an open seat. They were at, out of redistricting. But they they redrew the lines to because the establishment wanted this certain guy to run, you know he had a quarter of a million bucks or whatever. She had forty or fifty thousand and be like just just beat his ass, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. fifteen or twenty points. I mean it was so like it was just kind of more of like a statement statement bill. Like you know this is you know she's playing for keeps, and then it's got it got so much positive, uh, so much momentum as it got going that we were like, holy cow! Like we thought of. We thought it might really, we might really get through, and then the, you know, I said the the people up top, I think, didn't um, didn't like all the all the all the positive momentum that you know, she was getting, that the movement was getting, and kind of nixed it at the end. But we at least everything we put forward was this was the primary focus of the entire session, and it I, I it literally drove, like drove the like country clubbers bonkers. You know what I mean? They just like could not, could they couldn't deal with it. You know what I mean? They're like that. We were. It was like it's true. It was true social conservative, you know, principles being talked about. Um, you know, but like, well, like I said, I mean, it, it took us down to the wire. So. They've they've gotten their way. They've gotten their way for so long, and there's probably not been much pushback. And you know, before you, I'm not entirely sure how it went in Kentucky. If there was someone like you at all within the past 20 years, and maybe there was, but they didn't have the amount of time to dedicate that you have. Um, so these people probably aren't used to, to being pushed, have pushback. So I, I think that that's important, man. So at, out of the f- five bills that you just described, four of them got passed and went through and are going to become law in Kentucky, or is there another process that has to happen? You know, so I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to become law. Um, you know, it's like, I think it's important to, you know, and like this is probably the most important piece for me to you know, as far as what I've learned, the session is like, at least right now, until we can change some other things, there's virtually no way in our state government, and I would argue this is this is certainly the case in other in other in other states. I know for sure, and, and at our federal level, there's no way for a rank and file legislator or a uh, you know, like a social conservative lobbyist or you know, tradition somebody just lobbying traditional values, that kind of thing, to get through the language, the specific language they want. I mean, these. So when I there's these like I talked about a minute ago, this committee on committees in both chamber, and they have it in at the federal level too. So it's like, like in our, in our House of Representatives, it's our Speaker of the House, it's our President. They call it the uh, President Pro Temp. I'm not even sure what he, he's is like. The Speaker of the House is right hand man, and the the president of the Senate's right hand man. You get the majority whip, the floor leader, and the caucus chair. Those five people in both chambers, they basically look at the rest of everybody in the legislature as idea people. And they just once they decide your idea is important, they'll spend five or six hours trying to figure out how they want to say, what what they want the words to be and then pass it. I mean, it's actually it's actually disgusting and scary and like they legitimately think it's okay that doesn't seem constitutional you know, at all oh and it wasn't constitutionality is a whole nother whole nother 
you know, topic. Well, it's we, like you, you say you say the word constitution. First of all, they'll they'll treat you like you're a conspiracy theorist. Right. But then on the back end, they try to act like it's the third. You know that they use it to you know, try to use it to their advantage. And I'm like, this ain't that. That's not how this works. It's not even like a lot of times they're just used, they're totally out of context. Yeah. Which is which is funny. Okay, so, so that is very, that is very important. I think that that you give five people, a, you have a, it's it's a well oiled machine if you want to call it well oiled, right? As a machine, but you have this machine and it's running. There's a lot of moving parts to it, and I, I would venture out to say it's hundreds of people, and you bring it down to five people and they get to say in that 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 almost seems completely unfair and unlogical. And where is common sense even come through? Where that's even the case, and 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 that's frustrating, and I'm sure that it was frustrating for you, but at the same time, I guess maybe it works in essence because you did get some stuff passed through those people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, so I will. Uh, I actually had so uh, again, there, and there's a couple of them that I, there's a pretty good chance that will be that will listen to this, you know, like we that I. Most of them ain't gonna claim me, in, you know, in public, whatever. But we talk, we talk frequently, you know what I mean. And they, uh, they listen to my show, and you know, anything that I'm, I'm on, and where we're talking about things. So I have, I have a decent relationship with, with, with several of them, and we can speak candidly, uh, of you know, about things. Um, but it's definitely not the way the process is supposed to work. I, you know, a, a, a good example of this is, yeah, you remember back whenever all the stuff was going down with, with Gates and all of them holding up the speaker vote. And, and and all that stuff. It took the way they take it down to like the fifteenth or sixteenth speaker of the house vote at the federal level. Yep. You remember that? Well, yep. this is kind of the same stuff they were they were fighting about. You know, people were getting disgusted with them, thinking they were being nitpicky. And unfortunately, the nitpicky stuff is where everything happens in government. You know, so it's like if committee chairs don't really have the authority to decide which bills they want to actually bring into committee, then they're nothing more than a just a figurehead you know it is they're just a, they're just a puppet you know you know in there um it's, it's, it's like there's no but it's almost impossible it's almost impossible whenever you have 1200 different pieces of legislation and you have 60 days to sit through all that stuff like you had mentioned so there does have to be a process on on which one's more important but then how do you how do you even gauge that on which one's more important and and, and at that point it's almost a bias from the people who are deciding it on you know well, and, and, that, and that would be you know where i would say like you know like actual the way actual an actual constitutional public should work or you know where your where your where your representation comes at where who you vote for matters because at the end of the day if there's a process and you know a committee okay you, you know your committee chair you can call whatever they want to call you have a bill you really like and you really understand it right now there's really no reason for for a rep to go around and lobby amongst his their peers their colleagues to get co-sponsorship or to garner support or whatever because at the end of the day if there's some kind of if there's some kind of you know internal be you know, high school beef going on between the co the primary sponsor and someone on that leadership team or someone in the other chambers leadership team that bill ain't getting it ain't getting through no that's ridiculous and we've i mean, they, I mean they, this year in our education, so we had an absolutely stacked education committee, which is so every bill it's filed and it's got to go to a committee and it's got to get through that hearing and then it goes to the floor or whatever. We had a committee that was stacked full of like social conservatives that had their own that had their own bills that they had that they had filed. That I mean, we had been in we had been in conversations for months, you know, with the reps that I mean, I'd been in conversations with all with the entire 
committee for three months, but you know, prior prior to the session even starting, not one bill that any of those people drafted and filed on their own was even even was even heard in their in that in their committee. One of them was in, like you know, we're talking about vice chairs, we're talking ranking you know ranking members, people that have been in the legislature for you know for several uh, cycles now. Not one bill that they wrote even got a hearing in that committee. No, I mean, at that point, I feel like it's people, I mean, and I don't know if they're, they're speaking to what the people want, but I, I, I feel like that's just a sign of people are frustrated with those types of people and they don't necessarily want their ideas anymore. I don't know. Is that kind of what it is? No, that's what I'm saying. So these are people that like I align with, that we've been like, that we've been working with and that had, I mean, a couple of the bills that I'm talking about that other people wrote that weren't even, you know, weren't ones that I had been involved in had co-sponsorship that almost equaled that almost equaled a majority of the caucus just already had already signed onto it. So theoretically the votes to pass it were already on the, were already on the board and they still didn't get heard. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's just, it's just because the people up top, like they have their own, you know, and that's, and that's where the, the topic of the swamp comes into play. It's like, you have these this small group of people in the legislature that have, you know, the chambers of commerce and, to the big business people, big pharma, you go, you can go look at their people's donate to them. Um, like they're there and you have the swamp creatures around them that a bit that work for the actual government. And so the re really the only, even though our our reps are full time, I mean, they're doing stuff all year round, but the, the true full timers are the people that are the administrative people down there. And, that, and that's the, what people are talking about the swamp in, in Washington. They're talking about the staffers that are going to be there no matter who's in office. And they got them in all fifty so, states. Do I? Oh, I get. Oh, they're they're everywhere. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And if they're and if they're in Kentucky, they're definitely everywhere else because again, we're we we do have such short sessions. You know what I mean? Now I'm I'm, I'm sure the scale here is much isn't as isn't as grand as it is in you know in Washington. I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars of payroll there, but we're talking about you know in Kentucky, it's instead of being more people, it's less people with more influence. Or with the same amount of influence, you know, when you talk about compar comparatively speaking. But hold on, so real quick, you know who, who are these people who are in the swamp in Kentucky specifically? I'm not saying like, I'm not saying names or anything like that, but you're talking about there are a few individuals within the whole process that can halt what it was that you were trying to do. So we're talking about, for the most part, like policy advisors and like bill writers. And so technically, and in Kentucky, this all flows through like what's called the Legislative Research Commission, which is like a, they do, like, like a rep will say, I want a bill that does this and they'll email it off, you know, and then like they'll put that together and you know, like that, that's where I've tried to come into play and say, hey, hold, hold off. Instead of sending that over to them and letting them draft up something, it's like wishy-washy. Let's just rock this bad boy how we want it. You know what I mean? Like they, the drafting manual is online. I'll get like out with me and my my team here. We'll just dig in and stay up till five, six in the morning for a few weeks and uh, ride it ourselves. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so talking about the people that advise on policy. And so the only policy advisors down there, the only people that have any payroll to spend are those five people on each side. So they all have you know people that are walking around the hall, the halls with them with their ties undone. You know what I mean? They're walking around sweating because they're chasing these people around all day and like answering any questions they have. Um, and then we have the people that actually write the bills and there's some good people. I'm not, you know, there's good people down there. Some of them are literally, you know, I could see in their eyes, they wanted, they're, they're trying to do the right thing, 
but even ones that are like that are they work they technically work for those five people because they're the ones that control everything you know what i mean and so they can be doing something for you by by the same time being told to do something totally different you know that's the that's regarded the same issue you know what i'm saying and so or or you'll be working with them and acting in good faith but they're communicating they're back channeling to the people upstairs to say hey here's what's going on back here you might want to put a lid on it okay so if that okay so explaining that now with the things that you got or that you helped get through past uh, this session um was that most likely alarming to those types of people that that you were able to create a movement or you and the people that that you surround yourself with were able to create a movement that that actually got shit done for people and actually that, oh absolutely they listen they like the people up top i think they think it they I think some of them, um, like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm cordial with, I'm cordial with several of them. You know what I mean? And I've, and I've worked with most of them now, but I'll give you a little story. <clears throat> so on the last day, and I, I really do try to like, not, uh, not think I'm any like, too important or more important than I am or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But I'm on the second floor of our, the annex building, which is where the office building is. So we have our office building here and then right across the street's our Capitol and they kind of walk back and forth. And so over here is when you're having meetings and over here is when you're over there and it, you know, all the stuff looks like you're back in ancient, ancient Rome or something. You know what I mean? It's over in the Capitol building, but I'm on the second floor and I got my headphones in and the president of the Senate, who is, uh, you know, supposed to be a good old Eastern Kentucky boys from Clay County, Kentucky, which is like adjacent to the County I'm from Bell County, but Clay County is like the seventh, seventh poorest County in the United States of America or something. I mean, it's like Manchester, Kentucky is like, if you're trying to get in, trying to get in the, into some mess, you go to Manchester. You know what I mean? So, like, theoretically, I mean, this dude should get along. You know what I mean? Like, but for whatever reason, you know, and I guess I do know what it is. It's like nobody wants anybody impeding on their uh, on their territory. But I, what I would want to tell him is, dude, I don't even think I'm on. I shouldn't even be on your radar. I'm not that important for you. But he, so he's coming up the steps. He's talking with somebody. I got my headphones in. And he's older, so he probably thinks I'm, on, I'm listening to music or something. And he starts telling a story to this guy, and I go and says it was the stupidest story ever. He was like, "One time, one time, I got to the top of these stairs, and there was a dead cockroach at the top of these stairs, and I was waiting on like a punchline, and it wasn't. There wasn't one. He was just like calling me a cockroach. Jesus, I guess. And I was thinking, dude, that's like, first of all, like throwing an MF or something, like throwing something to make it like a cool insult. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like the most old man joke ever." Um, but after like a week, I didn't tell anybody about, about, about the interaction because I just didn't really know how to process it. Cause again, like I do, I know everybody in the building now for the most part, you know? Um, and like, but then some other things happened and I, and I, I finally, I felt comfortable. I was like, yep. Oh, he was talking about me. If those other, if these other things happened that same, that same day, like that's where his mindset was, you know? And so like it's, it, and it's, Again, I don't take it personal because it's really not me. Because me, like John Ross and Marcus Cox, I'm it, I'm not that important. But the like the movement I represent, like what I'm trying to do, like it is a threat to them. If people, if like if people can actually will pick up the mantle and you know if there can be a hundred of me down there, you know what I mean. Um, and so I saw that as once I once I admitted that that's what it was, you know, I kind of it's kind of like a you know I wear it as like a badge of honor. 
Hell yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. But at the same time, but at the same time, I, you know, I want to get stuff done. Like I'm, I'm not like a confrontational type dude in there. You know what I mean? I call myself the house hillbilly. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not the kind of dude that like, you know, lobbyists, they'll stand out in the hallway and just be hawking people and like stop you and be trying to hand you bulletins and brochures. And I just ain't how I roll. You know what I mean? It's like, you either want to talk to me or you don't. Yeah. I'm not trying to like beg you for anything, you know, and you got, I just had to, you got to trust that process because it's kind of mass backwards. You think you should be begging. Um, cause you are kind of begging, but, uh, I just, I, you know, I thought that was interesting and, you know, it's certainly the way that they look at us out here on the, on the civilian side of things, but it's also how they look at a lot of these, the newer reps that are coming in on this new, not just socially conservative movement, but also like a constitutionally conservative movement. They don't like people like that either. So, well, I, I think it, whether they like it or not, man, it, it has to come down to a time where there are, like you said, more people like you, you know, hundreds of you and hundreds of Pats and, and hundreds of other people who, who are doing similar things that you, that you two are doing. Um, those people and specifically uh, the gentleman that you're talking about, not, not, okay, not specifically, but, you know, they work for us. You know what I'm saying? They work for the people. That's it, man. There's- that's They're it. supposed to. That, exactly. That I mean, they, there's nothing. There's nothing more to be said other than the fact that you know you work for us. That that's the whole. That's the whole background. You know what I'm saying? That's just that. That's just what it is. But it's been so long where that hasn't been the case. They're working for special interests. You have lobbying going on. All that shit, man. Um, so I, dude, that that I, I don't know. That just lights a fire under my ass, and it makes me feel good that 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 happened because, like, you, you know, that that point that just gives you gratification. Just saying, hey, I'm doing something right whenever I'm pissing one of the main dudes off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and listen, I'll be honest. I try to be like, you know, I try to be intentional about stuff. And some of it is, is just like, um, you know, you get in the zone, you know what I mean? And you just start like, you know, you start seeing the field and start seeing the, you know, the calls you need to make and the, you know, the right, what the plays are and how, what the defense is doing and all that. But I kind of, but I've known this whole time. It's like, I try to stay off that dude's radar for a while, for it. Cause he, there's only a few people that literally could, you know, they they can put the state police on the county line and keep from getting in the building. You know what I mean? Like, and he was he's one of those. Um, and so I tried to stay off his radar, but it was it you know it was time it was time for him to know that you know the people had the people had arrived and had um, built a network and you know and and and, and all that stuff. Um, and you know, and we said we we, we worked successful, but now I, I I don't want to make it sound like that we totally you know dismantled. I mean, there was uh. I tell people all the time we got a lot done, but if people knew what was po- what was po- what was actually possible, what could have gotten done, then you it's it's hard it's hard to even like it, it is hard to like see things you know p- positively because it's not one of the you know, a lot of people are like well you got to take what you can get and all that stuff and I'm like that that's yeah I understand that but I don't understand that whenever you got it all right there and people are just won't take yes for an answer. Exactly. Then you got to suffer yeah. a whole another year. You got to suffer a whole another yeah. year. Yeah, I completely agree. So, specifically when you're talking gun reform, what happened with gun reform? What what what's going to happen in Kentucky from here on out? Well, so um, you know, like, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to uh to Pat. You know, me and him have stayed in in contact here over the last over the last year and uh you know, he's been a you know, great resource, you know, for me personally and just kind of back channel stuff and getting me information and, and all that. He's been, he's been great. So anyone else you can send to him, if you find other people in other States doing stuff, like send, send him to our guy, Pat. Cause he, I mean, he's the real deal. Oh yeah. Um, and, and he actually knows some other, some of our new legislators out here in Kentucky now that, uh, that I'm close with, that he's gotten to know her last over the last year. 
But um, you know, whenever with the Second Amendment stuff, we when we went in here, I was very I'm, I was you know I developed a good relationship with a you know another good old mountain boy named Josh Bray that's a representative out it's at Rock Castle County here in Kentucky, and he had filed a bill the year before that had got out of the house and but hadn't got you know, didn't get much traction in the Senate, and I just couldn't get it, and so I kind of you know, had developed this theory that I like that I, I felt like a lot of the reason that stuff doesn't get it's it'll get out of one chamber and not the other and it's because that though the reps don't go cross don't go cross chamber because again they lobbying their bill does really does nothing like if that for that five if that five person panel doesn't want to do doesn't want to deal with it like it's a matter if you have 99 percent you know, support for a bill. And we actually actually have one like that here. We can talk about tonight that had 100% support and didn't even get talked about on the other side. Um, but I was like, I feel like we need to file these on both sides, something on both sides so that everybody, so that both sides know it's an issue. <clears throat> and uh, so, you know, Pat and I had worked, you know, I had worked on a piece of legislation and I, we got that bill filed, you know, verbatim on one, uh, in, on, on, the, on our Senate side. And so, but I, you know, I go ahead and say an I again. We we had worked uh, worked out a deal to where the House rep and the senator were like, okay, whichever side it comes from, we'll have what's called a committee substitute ready, which basically means you can change that bill ever how you want to before it goes into its other the other committee hearing. And this this substitute will work for either for either person's bill, but it would basically shore up some of the things that you know Pat and I and some of the other you know like the Second Amendment groups thought needed to be you know, amended or whatever, just to, you know, strengthen the bill up or, or, or and things like that. So that bill got out of there quick and we had this, we had this committee substitute ready to go. And the, they kept, our reps kept saying that, Hey, we got a sub, we got something ready. We got, when it goes into, when it gets into hearing. So I talked them off of, they were going to get a hearing for their own bill. And I, I had like convinced them, Hey, no reason to do that. We've got this deal ready. They'll let you make the changes you want to make. You can testify on it, and you get to be the face of it on this side, or you both get to be on TV or whatever. But we'll actually get a bill passed. Well, the night before, they're like, oh, well, we didn't realize that. And this, uh, we don't have time to go through this committee stuff, so we just got to run with the bill the way it is. And, like, so I around thinking, like, damn, I just talked this person into, like, not getting their bill at least out of the chamber they can, that they can work, get, it, get it out of. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we're not going to get the language you know, changed or whatever. Now the bill, you know, I know Pat and them would say that it, they did weren't, they, to them, it is good. Doesn't nearly go, doesn't nearly go you know, far enough. In, like for us at this point, we just, they're going, people are going, they're going to kill me for this. I'm not saying you just, you just settle, but I feel like what they got through was something that if it's if that's all it got through, it's strong. You know what I mean? It basically it basically freezes in time and says anything passed after January first of twenty twenty one is null and void in Kentucky. So like in Kentucky, we don't have we basically don't have any state gun laws. So we rely we rely almost one hundred percent on federal gun laws when it comes to background checks or you know like if we pull over a criminal and they got they're a felon and they got guns in their back in, in their trunk or whatever without any federal laws on the books. They, they, they wouldn't even be able to like arrest them. This was my like understanding. So, and I kind of worked with a guy on the ATF here. Uh, and so, you know, I'd went to some, some gun rights groups here in the state and some constitutional conservative people. And I was, you know, and 
they were like, yeah, we we actually feel fine about this because we do feel like we're moving in the right direction and total nullification could be down the road. But right now we just don't want people becoming felons because they have a bump stock or they have a, you know, for me, I have a, I have AR pistols upstairs with, with a pistol brace on them. So it's like, without this bill, I would have been a multi, multi-time felon just if the ATF decided to start enforcing that, the law that's, or not, I don't want to call it a law, the regulation that they have right. on the books. And so like, you know, there was some other exemptions that I w- wish we could have got in that would have protected some, some federal, like hunt, like game reserves and stuff like that, that we actually have a lot of in Kentucky. But, you know, I don't think no one's going to file a lawsuit here to try to stop the funding from going to those things. But I'm just one of these people like, let's just cross our T's and dot our I's. It's the, we have it written already. So just use it. But they're yeah. like, I think, nope. man, I think like that, that that's really important. And not to say that Pat got lucky in Missouri because there was a lot of moving parts that, that happened within that movement and, and them getting SAPA passed in, in Missouri and, and we're the freest gun state in all 50 states. Uh, you can't necessarily expect that to happen in, in every state. You know what I'm saying? Whenever that type of legislation is, is passed through. Um, so I think that honestly, that's a, a win. I don't know specifically the details of what you're describing with the, the gun reform that's going on in Kentucky, but like you said, something got passed. It's going to, it's, it's, it's a start. You know what I'm saying? And dude, like you're like, again, you're one person and, and there are people around you. Like you talked about. Um, I think the movement in Missouri is a little bigger, so it might be a tad bit easier. Um, just, oh, well, just the, 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 listen, the, the Missouri movement in general is, I mean, it's, <clears throat> they've got almost a decade on on us exactly out there i mean i know it took them seven years but like what else what i want my main thing is whatever i try whatever i whatever i put my name behind i want whatever does get passed i want at least that piece i don't want anything to be to be weak it's like if i could if, there, if i ever if there's 10 points of things i want done in this in this one bill and i can only get two of them done the right way it's not worth it i, I want those two done the right way and it's what do they other eight later you know, instead of doing them half ass and then like everybody okay, thinking okay, that we got okay. some good some good stuff done. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, to me it was still it was still a strong you know still a strong bill. I you know, personally, I don't know how practical it would have been here to not have like, and to not have any to not have anything. I mean, like every everything on the books. Well, it seems like if you, if you so. if you were to do what happened in Missouri, um, I don't think that maybe necessarily you guys could afford to not have. Uh, help from the feds financially. I don't know if that's the case or not since I don't know how much, what, what the money flows like in Kentucky. And I don't even know if that's even a point of what we're talking about here, but it, are, are you guys kind of going against like, I mean, I guess you said like if you had a bump stock, you're not going to be able to be held liable for that. Yeah, so, so, so basically anything that is that if it wasn't on the books by January 1, 2021, no, there, no state law enforcement officer can assist federal, a federal agency or enforce that law that was passed okay. after that date. That's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's like there's still. <clears throat> I don't know. It's like I said, it didn't take us back to 1776. Some of us, you know, some of us, you know, would would have been would have been fine with that. But I just I don't even know if we had the votes to go all the way, you know, back you know back to then. I'm, and I'm not smart enough person to know if it's if that would have been good or not. You know what I mean? I just right. know that would. People were telling me they were comfortable with that date, and I trust the guy that that wrote the bill. To like, you know, he had done his you know research. He's a good old country boy as well. That you know is a you know deep thinker, and but isn't like a isn't an academic or anything. You know what I'm saying? 
And so, but it was, but it was a perfect example of like, I mean, we literally had it on a silver platter and was like, both of these people are willing to walk off their own bill number. So, you know, it's like, so when I say bill number, like you know, it, a Senator files a bill, it has a bill number, a house rep files a bill, it has a bill number. If you pass both of them and they go to the other, the other direction, now all of a sudden you're having to pick which person gets all the credit. You know what I mean? And so I had both, we, I literally had both of them saying like, we don't even care which one of us gets the credit. We just want it to get done. Yeah. And they still wouldn't let them do their little agreement because they weren't getting any, they weren't going to have anything. They weren't going to have any favors to call in five years down the road because of that. You know what I mean? Now, if they would have drafted it up and got it all working, they'd been all about it. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? When I say they is the, you know, those, those, those five people in leadership I'm talking about. Yeah. So, but you know, we, but we had, you know, we had the whole slew of those of bills like that. Um, you know, but the, the, mo- the biggest, most important one, and I'd say this is probably, probably the most socially conservative bill that is passed in the United States as far as the gender theory, you know, gender ideology stuff, you know, goes. And it was still nowhere near, you know, what I had hoped, what I had hoped for. Um, but so we have a wonderful state representative here in Kentucky. Her name is Jennifer Decker. And me and her are like, I mean, I don't even like mince words when I'm around all, all the other ones. I'm like, she just won't, she's just, she's one of my people. You know what I mean? Like she just, she listens to my, she's been listening to my show since like the jump. And she's not like, she's not real. Like, you know, I can kind of schmooze up and country country speak my way into a lot of conversations. She ain't that type of person. Like she ain't putting up with that BS. You know what I mean? Like you just ain't going to schmooze her. Um, and so, you know, she made me earn her respect and, you know, didn't jump right on my like mask and vaccine bill two, you know, two sessions ago. And, but we just developed a, you know, I guess game respects game, I guess, you know what I mean? Um, but she wrote a very detailed bill as far as for banning transgender surgeries and transgender treatments and hormones and, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, they did the, they did the same thing to her bill. I mean, it was like this 35 page bill that was just didn't leave any stone unturned. You know what I mean? And they started trying to draw it back and, but put all these exemptions in and all this stuff. And then on the, on our parental bill of rights side of things, we couldn't even, we couldn't even get it talked about. I mean, like I, I was literally sending a card of all the votes we had for this bill to like the committee chair people, to the speaker of the house, to the, to the, to the whip, to the majority whip that actually counts the votes. I mean, and nobody was com- was pushing back saying that I was wrong on any of it. And, for the record, I wasn't because I'd actually talked to every single all the everybody I was saying I had to vote for. I I knew I I wasn't like beating around the bush with them. You know, it's like I don't know. It's just I, I just communicate differently. So did that one get passed, but, or is that the one you said you had a hundred percent vote for and it didn't get passed? So that's the one. So all those two bills that in like so this bill that ended up passing was SB one fifty. That you know it that even as as drawn back and, and dialed down as, as it is now. It's still the most socially conservative bill in the in the country. Actually, you know, got through, but as of the night before, we literally <clears throat> were being told that they couldn't, they weren't even going to allow allow it to get in there that little boys can't use little girls' bathrooms. I mean, it was three a.m. and me and like I, there was a another a group here in uh, the state was 
called me and some other reps were calling me and they're like, we need three votes for this thing or whatever. And so this building ended up passing wasn't, they, it was kind of, it wasn't being talked about anymore. They were trying to put, put a couple of things of it from it onto another bill. And I texted that sponsor and I was like, Hey man, you better revive this bill number or you are going to look like y'all are going to look like absolute trying to uh, pick my words right here, but just, I mean, they were just going to look fake, like fake Republicans, you know, like fake Republicans. I mean, they weren't going to get anything done in what, in what the people, most people in this country think is the most conservative state in the, in the union. I mean, Trump won here by like 30 points. Yeah. I mean, I think he got 80% of the vote here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they weren't going to get any of it done, you know? And then by the, you know, by the end, just to kind of, it's like, um, so it, it got in there that it totally protects minors from the puberty blockers, you know, cross-sex hormones, any type of surgery for the purpose of gender transition and any of that. Protects school children from agent, I hate the word age inappropriate, but it's what they say, like from the indoctrination, this discussion of human sexuality. So now basically there can be no, no discussion on like LGBTQ topics K through 12 here. I think and that's, so it's that's like, huge. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, that's nowhere, you know, nowhere else, you know, nowhere else in the country. Well, I, th- um, I think Tennessee just passed something very similar to that. At least Tennessee. It, so Tennessee is one of those ones. And, you know, and this is where I try to be very, um, I try to be very precise on the, on the words I use, because at the end of the day, the exact words on the paper matter. Right. You know, like what's in the legislation. Like if it says, if there's a shall, that means they got to. If it means they can, if it says they can or whatever, then that means they they don't have to. If they want to, they can. But you know, so like all that matters. And so, what got through on this bill again is good. It is nowhere near enough. And if people knew, so the bill that I had drafted or we had drafted, that was the same in the Senate and the House. If you go in and look at it was SB 102 and HB 173. We had the votes to pass those bills. And a, a great, a, one of my best, I mean, I consider him one of my best friends now. His name is Josh Calloway. He's a representative out of out in Western Kentucky and uh, Hardin County, Breckenridge County. Stood up on the floor for about an hour talking about and just trying to, like, trying to encourage people to like stop listening to them telling you these, these bills aren't going to pass. If you, they were basically making the argument: if we pass this and send it to the Senate, they're not going to pass it anyways. That was that was like literally the arguments they were using. Instead of instead of saying like let's pass it, and if they want to own not passing it, let them own it, let them have that. You know, like they got they got to get reelected too. Um, but stood up for an hour, make it and made a, you know, plead everyone. Um, and without all these things happening, I mean, I still, I still to this day feel very very confident that none of it would have gotten done the, kid, the kids would still be able to get get the transgender surgeries done today little boys would be able to use little girls bathrooms in kentucky, i mean like it would all be in kentucky, none of it would have got would have got done in kentucky and if they can't get that done here in as socially conservative a state as kentucky is then the rest of the country didn't have didn't have a prayer yeah that's, that's huge you know what i mean no, that's definitely so, huge um, man. i mean that's so that, that's our you know definitely our signature you know, our, the signature thing that we that we you know got done, but again, it's like I'm still I'm still hesitant to even like act like I don't know how much of a role I play. You know what I mean? I know that the night before I'm 
up all night trying to rally the votes for it. I know I got text messages with myself and the Speaker of the House and the, you know, talking about this. And I I got a message to one of them saying, like, if you all don't, I was like, if you all don't call this bill tonight, it was like 10 o'clock. It was like the last night they could call it. I was like, if y'all don't call this bill, I was like, I swear to God, tomorrow I'm going to I'm gonna go work for a Democrat lobbying group, and I'm going to make sure that our governor here, his name's Andy Bashir, but he's definitely the biggest like left, left-wing left Democrat shill governor, second maybe to Gavin Newsom in the United States. And I was like, I really will go work for him because I'd rather him, I'd rather at least know who our enemies are right? than, for, than some like fake-ass dude to get up here and be like, Counting around like there's some strong conservative when they're not. No, that's you know, the, that's, um, the, that, so, that's the piece that's been missing, man. It's just someone with the will and the, and, and, and the knack, uh, and and you're developing that knack, man. And I think that's a beautiful thing. We need more people like that. Um, it, it's tough. Again, like I think we go back to the very beginning, and, and I don't think people truly will will ever understand the, the amount of sacrifice that you're doing right now. Uh, one with your family and the amount of time with your kids and, and your wife, uh, but two financially. Um, I, I don't, I'm not even going to say that I know what that is or what it, what that entails. And, and you don't even have to go down that, but I'm saying the amount of sacrifice that, that you and the people in your movement are, are doing. And, and I think that that's the biggest thing is that citizens forget, or they don't even know in the first place that they truly do have a voice when it comes to going to the Capitol in their state and making change happen. And, and, and throughout this podcast, I had a different vision of what it was going to be. But you you laid it out, John, man. It's like this is literally the, the title of this podcast is called uh, A Citizen's Eyes a citizen's eyes on being at Capitol Hill, you know, or, or something along those lines. And yeah. and dude, like you guys are fucking killing it, man. And we're, we're just close to the end of the hour, man. Sorry, there's a lot of good information in here, and I don't want to go yeah, too, yeah, no. too far past it. We can definitely do another part because we didn't even get into the other bills that you were able to get past. Um, but... Dude, I mean, it's, it's badass, man. And, and thank you for your sacrifice and your time and all the people that are involved. It's, it's huge, man. And um, it's, just, it's, it's just really cool to be a part of and have conversation with you, man. Like, I just feel honored to, to have a conversation. So, you know, I mean, listen, I, I appreciate you. I mean, I, in every, you know, my entire time I'm down there, I'm encouraging our, our, our legislators and, you know, people that are involved. I'm like, listen, you, if we want our message get being spread, it's got to be done. This is where it's got to happen. It's on, it's on alternative media, you know, YouTube channels, Rumble channels, like listen to podcasts through, you know, whatever. It's not going to happen on Tucker. No, nope. it's for damn sure not happening on MSNBC or CNN or, you know, it's like Ernie that it's, like, it's got to happen here. And the fact of the matter is like, yeah, I'm, I'm making financial sacrifices. Yes. But this entire, we're all out on a limb. Like most of us don't know what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like even the people that have shows that are, you know, that are successful for the, really, I, I, a lot of people I talk to, it's like, I don't even know if they really know that they're getting the maximum amount of success they can because they're not, they're uncharted territory. They don't even, you know what I mean? They're still trying to feel, you know, trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, I just encourage people to, if you, if you feel it, if you feel it on your heart that you need to, you need to do something, um, you know, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta listen to it. And, you know, I, I trust that in the end that, you know, God's got a plan and it may be that I'm this I, I'm always telling people, it's like, I'm, I may wake up one day and never get another call from these people again. And it might, I just, I've served my purpose and I got to go back to selling insurance again. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But like, in, until that day comes, you know, I'm just like trying to trust the, 
trying to trust the man upstairs and hope that it, you know, hope that it's going to work out. And, uh, you know, just one day at a time, one thing after another, it all, it all builds up and, uh, you know, but it's like anybody who's listening that isn't involved now or been thinking about it. Like, I just want to encourage people to, like, it doesn't take a long time. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't, last time when I was on the show with you, I really didn't know of what it, what it was going to be like for me. Like I, I, like I was kind of worried, like now that I'm, now people know me, they may, they may be on the lookout and they may be t- like telling their membership, like, Hey, this dude's bad news. If you, if you're talking to him, you're blacklisted. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that stuff does happen. Yeah. And so, but it's like, I walked in, I walked in on the first day and last year I'm dinner with my head, my head's down. I'm going from appointment to appointment. I go on the first day with like six appointments on the, on, on the books. And I call my wife halfway through the day and I was like, I can't set appointments anymore because like I've had to cancel on people all day long. You know, so you go from being like, I think there's just a lot of turnover. A lot of people that like say they're in it to win it that, you know, really aren't, you know, they just have like one, they have one thing they're worried about because they're, you know, if, if, if they may have a kid that's in school, they want one thing for them and now they graduate and they don't give a damn anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm down there for something bigger, something bigger than that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, just like, don't think you can't you can't make a difference or that like you're too far behind the eight ball because it's like, again, I went from being a no name to, you know, like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to, I don't even want to, I don't even want to explain it in a way because I'll sound like I'm being like a cocky son of a gun. I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? It's not what I'm trying to, I'm trying to encourage people that like in from in one year you go from nobody knowing you to like, you, li- you literally know everybody and can pretty much get into any room you want to, you'll get into. So you better have your, you better have your story right because you could screw it all up in a minute, you know, in a second, if you don't have it, don't have your stuff uh, down pat, but just uh, trust what's happening in front of you and just go down there trying to develop relationships. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're just people, Yeah. you know, they all put their blue jeans on the same way that, you know, that we do. And for the most part, you know, I would say, I would certainly say that you, you're, you are more intelligent. Like you individually are, then definitely myself, but the, every, all most of the guys that I know and the, the ladies, you know, we're all like, you know, like uh, average people, and most legislators are. You know what I mean? They just care and they need help and they need they need us as bad as we need them. And they most of them would tell would tell you that they just don't even know. You go through this funnel and now you're at the top, and you don't know how to get back in touch with everybody. You know oh, what I mean? And so they're basically just begging. They just they're just waiting on somebody to get involved so they can dial them in and make them a part of the team. Oh yeah. You know, so, you know, they're, they're, they're not as bad. There's ones that aren't as bad as we make them out to be. And here in Kentucky, it's, I think it's actually the most of them aren't. It's just the the most powerful ones are the worst. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's like, we just gotta, you know, work, work, you know, work, work those kinks out. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe not in those shows we can get into that get into that nitty gritty because there are there are small things that every state's gonna have to do that would go a long way and really give these like new up and coming grassroots candidates or you know constitutional conservative you know reps that are you know newly elected you know some the the ability to be more effective quicker um, but they got to be um, prepped beforehand because you don't know you can't know what you don't know right and so luckily. For me and a couple others like Pat, we've been around the you know, we've been around the block now and we actually, you know, kinda know some stuff now. So now we got but it doesn't me knowing it doesn't do anybody any good. They you know, they need to know it. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, one so step. I appreciate that. I appreciate the opportunity to tell people that. I guess is what I'm trying to say to you. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, man. Well, one step at a time. And, and John, I appreciate you joining Talk Junkies, man. Um, uh, just throw a plug real quick if you want, and where people can find you and 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 what you're all about, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I have a podcast. It's the Way Too Much. That's W A Y. The number two M U C H, and then J R M C. My name is John Ross Marcus Cox. So Way Too Much, J R M C. You can find me on YouTube or Rumble for video podcast, or you can find me on pretty much any audio channel or whatever so I'm on twitter all that good stuff you know I, I, I welcome any you know any messages or emails or whatever i'm always looking for feedback and constructive criticism or you know and, and everybody can use to pick me up every now and then as well yes, so sir. uh don't ever don't ever hesitate to say a good thing say something good either um but yeah man sit out here just trying to fight the good fight and uh appreciate anybody listening or Whatever. So, but again, you know, th- thanks for having me on the show again, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir, John. Thanks for joining, brother. We'll, we'll chat with you uh, hopefully sometime soon, man. All right, man. Tell the guys I said hello. Will do, brother. All right, man. See you. See you.